and basketball analysis with over 70 years combined experience. This is the Bob Ryan and Jeff Goodman podcast. NBA, some college, a little bit of everything. You know, what can I say? But it wasn't going to happen here with him. I was okay with it because it wasn't about talent, I didn't think. All right, let's get right to it. Okay, welcome, everybody. We're going to do the same thing we did last week because these two guys are both very busy. We're doing Jeff Goodman one on one Zoom and pod, and then we got Bob later in the week because, quite frankly, they're both in demand, and I can't get them in the room at the same time. Of course, we I could start Bob, but we, I miss we, Bob already. Oh, we, I, I understand. I mean, I like the energy between the two of you, but... I mean, I'd rather do this than lose one of you. Of course, we could start a rumor that there's a feud going on between Goodman and Ryan. Let's see how that would go. <laughs> the, only, uh, anyway. hey, the only way you can get Bob that I've gotten Bob upset, all right, in, in our years of doing this podcast is when I challenge him, when he says how many college arenas he's been to, and he counts a college arena that he's been to if it's for like uh, an NCAA tournament game or something different. Instead of an actual college game, if right. you really want to get under his skin, tell him his his actual official tally of college arenas that he's been to uh, is is flawed. It's inaccurate. It's either that or that winning time is very good and he has no taste. Oh, that'll um, that'll get him upset. That'll get him going too. Uh, anyways, the podcast is Zoom with Jeff Goodman. Bob's going to join us later in the week. It's driven by FanDuel, the official partner of the CLNS Media Network. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Okay, so here we go. We're going to start with the Celtics. And this dropped uh, yesterday uh, at the time that we're recording this. And Jeff Van Gundy is yeah. going to be – now, I, did he, I, I've lost track. He had yeah. stopped doing ESPN, right? They fired him. They let him go. They let him they let go. Him he was go, which was shocking. Well, he was part, part of the cutoffs. He was the cutoffs. Yeah, he was one of the cuts, and you know, I'm sure he made a good amount of money. But oh yeah, um, but he was really good on TV. He was entertaining, yeah. and yeah. Uh, and after he got cut, Gary, uh, I had heard several college coaches actually ask me that, like Duke had an opening. Because Emil Jefferson went to the Celtics uh, from Duke, they had an opening, and I know Van Gundy inquired about being on Duke, John Shire's staff at Duke. Um, you know, he was looking for something to do, looking for a job. You know, it's funny because I think a few years ago, you know, there was a thought that he was going to be able to get another NBA head coaching job, and it never materialized. Right. And it's almost like maybe that window has passed him by of getting another one. I thought he was going to be able to get another one. And now it's almost like, all right, how does he reinvent himself? Well, now he's going to be a special advisor with the Celtics. So I think it's a great move by Boston. I think it's a great move for him. Yeah, I think it's a great move for the young coaching staff. I thought Sam Cassell was going to be that advisor, but there's strength in numbers, obviously. And also, you know, and this is the way I think, you know, if things don't work out for Joe, the current Celtic head coach, Van Gundy could step right in. Yeah, I just don't know exactly what Van Gundy's role is going to look like. My guess is it's more of a macro type type role where obviously Cassell is going to be there every day, every practice. You know, same thing with Charles Lee, who I think would be potentially the next head coach, to be honest. I think Charles Lee coming over from the Bucks would be the next head coach if something were to happen to Joe Missoula in, in the middle of the season and they're not playing well. Um, but what Van Gundy can do is, again, you know, he can be watching film from home. He can be watching the games. He can come in for 
you know, three or four days here, three or four days there, join him on a road trip, whatever. Um, you know, he's got time on his hands and and he wants to do it. So I think that that's part of the appeal right now for for Jeff Van Gundy is to be involved, to be back in it in some capacity, but not there every single day uh, and, and kind of see how that goes and give, again, give Missoula and this, this staff another set of eyes. Will it work? Yeah, I mean, why wouldn't it? Again, why wouldn't it? If you're Joe Missoula, you know, you want all the help you can get from experienced guys. You you now have an experienced coaching staff, again, with Cassell and, and Charles Lee. Last year, they were young, and they weren't his guys. So now they're kind of – I don't know if they're his guys, so to speak, because I don't know if he's got any great relationship with Cassell or Charles Lee, but he brought them in. They came in knowing what the deal was where a year ago – all those guys were signed up, obviously, for free may. Um, so, you know, yeah, I, I think there's no reason it shouldn't work with Jeff Van Gundy. You know, again, um, I don't think he's going to be there every practice every day. So I think he'll give his thoughts and it will be up to Missoula to either uh, utilize those or say, you know what, I'm going to do my own thing. Yeah, I mean, should Missoula feel threatened by any of, by Van Gundy, by Cassell, by these other guys at all? Or I guess as long as he's Tatum's guy, that's fine. Well, no, as long as he wins games, he's fine. Well, okay. Wins you can games, be Tatum's guy all you want. If you're 20 to 20 to start, 20 and 20 to start right. the season, you're going to be gone. Let's face it. Like you can't, and again, as much as it is, you can't be 20 and 20 to start the season. And then you can't get knocked out, honestly, in the first couple well, rounds no. I mean it's got to be an Eastern Conference final yeah. neck yeah. and neck down to the wire or at least an Eastern or, or a finals appearance I mean if they even go into the Eastern Conference final and they get blown out that would not be adequate yeah I would think he'd be done you know yeah, again this, this team's loaded I mean this I mean this team you know how I feel about this team I mean yeah, they, they, should, they should have a chance to win it all yeah no doubt you know yeah, no should, doubt they should be playing in the, in the NBA finals or at least you know, in game seven with Milwaukee, right? Like if you lose to Milwaukee in game seven, I don't, I don't think anybody's going to fault Joe Missoula for getting that far in the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, but you can't, again, you can't start out awful in the, in or mediocre in the regular season, and then you can't get knocked out early in the playoffs or else, yeah, that's probably, it's probably, a, you know, uh, early exit for, for Joe Missoula and his coaching career in Boston. I love Van Gundy as an analyst. I also yeah. loved him as a coach. I mean, it didn't work out really in Houston, if right. memory serves me correct. He was yeah. successful with the Knicks. Um, what was the Knicks? Didn't he bite somebody's leg? Was that it? He, in a yeah, fight in on the floor. Part of a fight. Yeah. Part uh, of the what fight. Are you, what is your personal relationship with Van Gundy, and what do you think of him? I don't know him well at all. I, did you, know, you work with him a little bit? Times. No, no. Never worked with Van Gundy. Never did games with Van Gundy. Oh, Okay. But uh, but I like him. I mean, I like him. I, I think he's entertaining. Uh, again, he'll he'll say how he feels, which is what I think Joe Mazzulla needs. And I don't think he's going to be the only one. Again, I think Cassell and Charles Lee are two older guys, you know, who have been doing this, who aren't going to be, hopefully aren't going to be yes men, because that's not what Joe Mazzulla needs right now. No, it does not. He needs, and he needs these guys to come in. You know, again, to me, Cassell and Lee are more important. They're more important than Van Gundy. Van Gundy's going to get the headlines because he's Jeff Van Gundy, and he's back semi in coaching right now. But ultimately, those other guys are the ones that are dealing with the players every single day. And and I think it's, again, 
you need you need a strong locker room here as much as anything. I don't think it was fractured last year. I just don't think they were as together as they probably could have been because, again, you had certain guys that weren't all in on the hire of Joe Mazzola. That is correct. Yeah, we know, we know, and we know what that situation is. And that situation is yeah. now gone. I, I yeah, want to talk they about got rid of the guys. You know, again, we've talked about it. They got rid of the guys that probably were the most difficult for, for Missoula to right, you know, to coach. Obviously, Grant Williams wasn't a Missoula fan because he wasn't Marcus. playing all of a lot. Marcus wanted Ime. We knew that publicly, you kind of knew that. And then Brogdon, I think I don't think a lot of people kind of knew because Malcolm doesn't say a ton. But you could kind of see it even after they they got knocked out of the playoffs last year. You know, he was pretty vocal, I, I think. And then when they tried to trade him, obviously, that was kind right. of the final straw. Right. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com Boston and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Massachusetts. Hope is here. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling helpline ma.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. Uh, but I do want to talk about Brad Stevens a little bit because I was thinking about this this morning. Uh, how I, I, I reflected a little bit, Jeff, did a little meditation reflecting. Right. And I said, I remember when Brad was hired as the GM and some of the thoughts that we threw out. He moves to the front office because they owe him money. Yep. He feels he can't relate to the players on a social situation. His X's and O's were fine. But he never tried to insert himself into the players' lives, which Ime obviously did very well. And you have to do as an NBA coach. And Brad never felt comfortable with that. He moves to the front office. I'm thinking in a year or two, he's back in college. This was a money save. Uh, I'm really pleasantly surprised how impactful this guy has been because we've seen it. Yeah. It's rare that you go. Right. Okay, it's rare you go from college to the NBA and be successful. And overall, you have to say he was successful, I think. Sure. Sure. Coach, Look at what I mean, he did he early. Successful. Yeah. yeah. Early in his career, he maximized their talent and uh, and, and made them relevant enough, uh, honestly, so they could get to the point they are now in a way. Right. So there's that. Then he goes in as a GM. And generally, for a coach to become a GM and make the moves he's made, I'm really pleasantly surprised. You? Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm very surprised. I mean, again, I, I didn't know how long it would be. You know, I thought it might be a year or two. And but again, you know, here's the deal with Brad. I think part of the reason he loves us too is because he gets to watch his kids grow up, you know, and, and right. when you're a coach, you're in it every day, right? I mean, somebody's pulling at you. Now it's not like it wasn't in college where he's on the phone recruiting all the time, right? He would tell me, 
when he got to the NBA, he'd be like, yeah, I'm driving home from practice and I got, I got to look for people to call. Nobody's calling me, but they're on the road all the time. That's the difference. You know, these road trips, you're not seeing your family for, you know, a week at a time, um, maybe even longer, you know, you're, 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 you're gone a lot. You're gone a lot during the season because of the, of the length of the season as compared to the, the college season. Um, but you know, again, this gives him the opportunity to pick and choose when he wants to go out and evaluate players. You know, if he needs to see a certain player at Kentucky, well, he doesn't have to go for a certain game. No. He can pretty much make sure he's around for, for anything big that happens with, with his son or his daughter. And uh, his son's going off to college next year at Notre Dame. Daughter's a little bit younger. So I think that that has provided him with, with a little bit more time with his family, which is very, very important to him. And I give him credit. Like the one thing I always worried about, Gary, was like, is Brad Stevens too nice to be a GM? Is he too nice to trade away Marcus Smart at the end of the day, or you know, uh, you know, somebody Grant Williams, whoever it is? But I think you know, there's the business side for Brad Stevens, and there's the human side for Brad Stevens. And uh, the business side, you know, he, he's got both. I mean, I was told, listen, when when he made the trade, uh, the, the most recent trade, yeah, he he felt. Obviously, he felt bad, um, you know, trading those guys away. But but again, not bad enough that he didn't make the deal that he thought would help the Celtics. So I think he's done a really good job. I don't know when he gets back to being a coach. I think he will at some point in his career. Yeah, Maybe when, when, his kid, when everybody's, out, everybody's out of the house. <laughs> yeah, I think so, too. I, I could see that. The other thing about Brad is, like, he's so about everybody else. Like, I asked him, I don't know if I told you this, but – I asked him, try to, I want to do a story on it about the transition and what it's like. And some of the things we're talking about now. And, uh, and he responded with, Hey, Jeff, I'm boring. You don't, you don't want to do a story. Right, on it. right, 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 right. You know, and, and he, he genuinely like the only way I'm going to be able to do that story is talking to everybody around Brad Stevens. Cause he right. does not want to talk about himself. He never has been comfortable really talking about himself. He, he's fine talking about the players, all the other people in his life, but, um, just, yeah, deflects the the attention uh, for good or bad. Well, he's smart because generally front office people, uh, they don't want to bring attention to themselves. It's about the players. You know, it's Unless about it's the Darryl, players. Daryl Morey. Daryl Morey could be the exception. He is the exception to the rule. Right. The other one I was going to say was Jerry Jones of the Cowboys. You know, yes. where I, yes. you know yes. we're kind of like, yeah. you know, like, I got to be honest with you. I don't even know what Sam Presti looks like. You know what I mean? Yeah, he, he looks it, it, like. It, here's who he looks like. Uh, you ever see the the show Rent? Yeah, yeah, he looks like Mark from Rent. One that of the, the kid with the glasses. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but but my point is, great front office people don't want the attention. Yeah, that's generally the way it goes. It's like it's not about me, right. it's right. about the team, you know, and it's about the players. So, good job by Brad so far. I was told by. Uh, a former coach and a member of the media that when he took the job as the Celtics, uh, this person said to me, they go, he said, Brad Stevens is tougher on players than you think. Yeah. He goes, yeah. he can separate the work from the personal relationship. He's uh, he in a practice situation when the doors are closed, uh, he will not hesitate to be a tough coach. He will not hesitate to sit people down. And we've seen it, you yeah. know, we we've seen what he's been able to do. I mean, I think it's, I, 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 you know, I'm prone to hyperbole, uh, but I mean, if they pull off a championship here, I mean, I can't think, 
I mean, I'm just thinking of like, I was just thinking this morning, like guys who have gone from coaching to front office and and had that success. I mean, Pat Riley's had pretty good success, right? Pat Riley. I was thinking in all sports, Pat Riley's the only, I mean, Jerry West. Yeah. Jerry yeah. West, maybe, yeah. you know, but um, I, I, mean, I don't know. I, I guess I could go Dallas Green. Didn't he win a John, World Series? You know who's done a good job? John Lynch has done a good job. We'll but he was never a coach. Oh, he was never a coach. Player. And that's what I'm saying. It's like going from a coach yeah, to the front office yeah, is usually yeah, really you. hard. It is. Now, it's, Brad, I think Brad has used it to his advantage because, again, the knowledge that he gained. And right. You think it would be good. You think it would be a major advantage, again, because you've coached against all these players. It's different. You know, you're down there in the trenches. Plus, you're hearing other players talk about those players. So you're hearing – Honestly, a lot of information that some GMs never hear about, like what the character, the intangible stories, things of that nature. So I think Brad has used it to his advantage. Yeah, I think so, too. You know, I also think about like Belichick, to me, who's arguably the greatest football coach of all time. I think he's one of the greatest coaches of all time. But, you know, his front office work will always be questioned. Right. You know, right. it's very and I, and obviously it's not at the same time, but. You know, Riley's probably the guy. Robert Riley is probably the standard in all this. So I think it's easier too. I think it's a little easier to do in uh, in NBA than it oh, is sure, in the NFL. of course it is. Right, you have fewer players. You know, you have fewer players. Uh, and again, if you do that, you got to rely on your 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 scouting department as well. I mean, again, if you're Bill Belichick, you you shouldn't be making a lot of these decisions because yeah, you have as, as we players. know, as we know from our friend Michael Holly's book, it. Sometimes he's overruled his scouting department. It's come back to haunt him. Yep. Um, the other thing, too, is you have to let go of the coaching range, which he has done. It seems that he has let Joe, you know, learn, make mistakes. Yep. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I'll use Belichick as an example. I can't imagine being the coach and Belichick being the GM. I no, mean, I just, awful. it would be, be terrible. Awful. I yes. mean, just the, just the, the persona of Bill. And I'm not even saying Bill would be Around. bad at it. Yeah, it's just the yeah. persona of Belichick, like being up in the booth, looking down at you coaching. Totally. You know, Brad has that ability to not put that kind of pressure on Joe. Yeah, he's very understated, you know, for again, for better and worse or, or worse, because as a coach, we wanted him to be more of an MFR, right? Well, as, as a GM, he's good because, again, he'll be there for Missoula when he needs him. But he's not going to be there all the time, sitting in practice, watching no. every practice. No, he probably learned from Danny. Ainge was really good at that, actually. Agreed. Ainge was really good at that. Uh, okay, moving on. Webinyama, uh, early returns. What do you think on the big guy? <laughs> I mean, it, ridiculous. Some of the things he's doing are just absolutely ridiculous, whether it's you know taking the ball off the glass defensively, uh, taking it all the way up the court, and, and then driving the basket. He looks, I mean, honestly, he moves like a guard. Right. And then, you know, the play that, that Trey Jones threw in the ball that that uh, he, he dunked right over 6'10", Thomas Bryant. And Thomas Bryant, the look on his face after what, like, it, it was like, it would have been like uh, you or me dunking on like a four-year-old kid. That's kind of the look on the face of Thomas Bryant was like, what the hell just happened there? Uh, and and Thomas Bryant again is 6'10, 250 pounds. Uh, <laughs> this dude, what he can do, we've never seen before. I feel comfortable saying that now. We've never seen this before in the NBA, obviously, with somebody 7'3 who can move and, and, and do well, the Durant's things. the only one, right? I mean, yeah, and Kevin's seven feet, 
But this kid, what he can do going up for the ball and and defensively, how he can honestly, how 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 he can close out on guys shooting the ball from the perimeter, it's insane. It's absolutely insane. So uh, I think he's going to be as good as advertised. Again, the key for me, just like it is for Chad Holmgren, same thing, just staying healthy. Staying healthy. This, this kid's more – I think he's more prepared to stay healthy, if that makes sense. I think he's always had somebody there with him worrying about, you know, stretching and, and, and oh, things yeah. of that nature. Like, I just – I think at a younger age, he, he's been told what to do in order to – give him the best opportunity to, to, to stay healthy for that game and long-term. Cool. All right, Jeff. Uh, I know this is something we never want to talk about because we're both sick of it, but just in the effort of pleasing the audience, 30 seconds on Philadelphia and the drama with Harden and uh, what's going on with Maury and all that stuff. I mean, it's just incredible to me how, how vocal Harden continues to be calling out Maury, you know, why liar this liar that. And like, my take is like, First of all, you knew what you you you, were, you signed up for. Okay, you knew. You've been with Daryl Morey for a, a long time now. Right. You're with him in Houston. Like again, and I'm not, I'm not the biggest. Like I'm not a part of the Daryl Morey fan club at all. Okay, at all. I don't know know where I want to side with this one. I think I want to side with neither because James Harden. We've seen him in Houston, and what did he do? He quit. He quit to be traded. What's he basically going to do here? He's going to quit to be traded. Like, like that's awful. And oh, by the way, you you opted into a deal, a final year of thirty-five million. I Nobody know. feels sorry for you. <laughs> Nobody feels sorry no, for they you. Do, James they Harden. do not. So, like, I don't know. I, I honestly, I wish that both of them, we sent them both to a deserted island together. Yeah, you both. I, I do. I think yeah, they should I both do. Yeah. deal with one another and not affect anybody else, and send them to a damn deserted island. And let them deal with each other for the next year, and then you can come off. You know, I've never been a Philadelphia Sixer fan at all. As a matter of fact, I have hated them as much as the Yankees or the Lakers. But I do feel bad for the Sixers yeah. because they should be in the hunt. I you mean, feel bad for Joel. That's oh, who you totally. Feel bad. I mean, I love the kid. I love the kid. I think he. I think that. I think it should be the Sixers, the Bucks, and the Celtics. That's what it should be with a player like Joel Embiid. That's what we should be seeing, and we don't because of this crap show. And and now the bottom line is like, what are you going to get for? Oh, for, nothing. You're screwed. What are you going to you get? Know. You're going to get, you know, maybe 50 cents of the dollar if you're lucky. Yeah, if you're lucky, who wants it? Jeffrey, always a pleasure, my friend. I know you're very busy. We will talk to Bob later in the week. Uh, the Jeff Goodman, Bob Ryan, Tangway Along for the Ride podcast and Zoom, sponsored by FanDuel, the official partner of the CLNS Media Network. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. All right, Jeff, safe travels this week. You got it. Thanks, Gary. New FanDuel customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube at YouTube TV.